Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. When I first went there, I pulled him. I was like, you know what? I need to have a conversation with him because it's his club at this point. He's the man. He excites me when I see him play. Do you know what I mean? I just, when I watch him, I get, I just, it reminds me of myself type thing. And the things which I was, you know, trying to achieve, cutting inside, shooting, those types of things. To bow out with that Champions League trophy in my hands was the best feeling ever. And even to go even further, to see the boys lift the Premier League when I left gave me a crazy I text everybody I text the manager I text Mike Gordon I text everybody I text Mike before the, the whistle even blew <laughs> at the game I'm a type of guy where I've had injuries but I did everything I could do to be fit you know what I mean I did everything I could do I did had my own physios as well as the club physios I did countless hours of, of gym work everything I did everything I could do Um, I just think he you know, the, the senior players at the club, he probably rubbed them up the wrong way a little bit. Every time Dutt hears someone about Liverpool, he just starts smiling. <laughs> hey, yo! Are you back? Every single time, bro. I peek, I, listen, I peek to my right just to see his facial expression. And I could, I was going to start laughing straight away. You know what, Studge? I've always had this question and I've always wanted to ask you, do you feel in some ways that your style of play is influenced by like your um like uh, your love for music and, and and stuff like that because your, your the way that you play and your style of play isn't what you typically associate to an english player right and when i think about for example brazilians i feel like they're very much influenced by the whole samba music style and it comes across in the way that they play you know if you're, you're, you're throwing it back to the days of Ronaldinho Rivaldo oh my god those guys those guys it, it was man. the samba right so and when I look at you and, and the way and the way that you play it's like you give off that kind of air as well where it's like very you know what I mean it's that vibe that vibe is just yeah. definitely so for me 
obviously Caribbean culture, Jamaican vibes, you know, so you know we know how to dance. We got our flex going on. <laughs> uh, but like I feel like those guys when I um when I grew up, I always watched, you know, assessed the Brazilian players, the, the Ronaldos, the um Rivaldos, uh Romario, Ronaldinho, then you know, rest in peace to, to um Diego Maradona, I loved Argentinian, but I loved his style of play. He's left footed, so I, you know, learnt so much from him. Um, Pele, Thierry Henry, uh, just a whole host of players who were skillful. But the Samba guys, I mean, I went to a camp. Um, I don't even know if people know this. I went to a camp in Switzerland, right? There was a, a training camp in Lucerne, in Switzerland. And I said to my agent, like, oh, is it possible I could go over there? I think I was like, I might have been 16 at the time um, and I went to Lucerne for like three or four days and watched Brazil prepare for the World Cup um, so I got to meet Ronaldo took a photo with him I was gassed um, you know met Cafu watched them train watched how they went about their business seen them you know like I, I got an in-depth look into how they went about their business and as a culture, obviously, you know, they, they, you know they're, in the, they're on the coach, they're playing the, the, the bongos, they're singing, they're, you know, in the dressing room, they're in there doing skills and stuff before the game, doing round the worlds and all types of stuff. And it's like, culturally, as English players, I don't think we, we ever thought that. Like, we never did that. It was never normal for us. Like, we, we were always within ourselves and was, like, upstanding and what was, what was the thing to, right thing to do and blah, blah, blah. Whereas for them, it was just second nature. We're here. We're having fun. We're vibing. We're with our boys. We're having a kick about. Do you know what I mean? So it was yeah. like, let's express ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think for me as a player, I've always been someone to, who likes to express themselves. Um, nowadays, there are players. You see Grealish, Silky, um, Foden, Silky. Sancho. You know, Sancho. Like, Sancho's on a madness. The things he's doing with that ballon, honestly, I haven't seen for years. Even Kurt the skills he's doing, bro. Oh, mate, Kurt, 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 skills. Like, there's so many players now who are who are doing things with that ball, bro, where you're looking at him and you're thinking, wow. Even, like, Rashi's obviously, old, you know, Rashford's a little bit old. He's still young. But some of the skills I've seen Rashford doing, like, he's got players falling over and all types of stuff. Um, and I'm thinking... When I was coming up, there weren't many players who were expressing themselves like that. It was a different era, so it was like centre forwards, more experienced, stronger, hold up play. And I was probably one of the guys who was at the changing of the guards, in that there were more, you know, skillful players coming through and more um, express yourself, do your thing. Um, but growing up as a kid, the coaching wasn't wasn't focused on skills it was more focused on possession based things so if you were skillful you were um different and fortunately for me i was able to keep my my skills along the way and and was able to do it on on um the biggest stages as well so i'm, I'm grateful to god for that yeah so when you watch the premier league nowadays like what makes you happy like watching the league week in week out what sort of things are impressing you oh i mean some of the players and the things people are doing and the younger players which are coming through as well, you know, to see the likes of Mason Greenwood um, amidst all the, you know, the things that people say about him off the pitch. I think his, his play on the football pitch has been exemplary. And I think he, um, he's shown a lot of fight. I, I, you know, I, I love, love the way he plays the game. You can see he's a natural goal scorer, both feet, 
um, he excites me when I see him play. Do you know what I mean? I just, when I watch him, I get, I just, he reminds me of myself type thing. Mm. And the things which I was, you know, trying to achieve, cutting inside, shooting, those types of things. Um, at Liverpool, and you just see the way in which the, the team are playing exciting football going forward. You see Spurs playing a different style of football now, more counter-attacking. Um, Harry Kane playing a little bit deeper. I think the way in which they're attacking is almost similar to like Liverpool style mm. in how they're trying to play the game now and it's helping them be successful. Um, you know, in that they're playing counter-attacking. Son's running in behind. Bergwijn's running in behind. Um, Gareth Bale's running in behind. And Kane's kind of like a Firmino now in how he's dropping deeper. Mm. Traditionally, Kane would be playing on the shoulder. Um, Man City are always going to be Man City. You know, um, Sterling's doing what he does best. You know, my, my brother, love to see him, see him doing what he's doing. Um, yeah, man, Raheem, Raheem, uh, you know, he, he, he's done stuff off the pitch and on the pitch, which has been unbelievable. And um, so proud of those guys. Rashford as well, you know, feeding the, feeding the, the, the hungry um, families around the UK, feeding the youth, feeding the families. I think he's done something special. And I'm so happy to see him get the accolades for that as well. Um, you know, because he deserves it. Um, so I've been I've been paying a lot of attention to the Premier League. You know, it's it's my home league. I, I I watch all the games, literally every single team. And when I played, I never used to assess the game as I do now. You know, I look at the game differently. Um, so for me, I know there's things I can bring to the table. I know there's things I can I can do, whether it be the Premier League or other leagues. I'm watching all the other leagues around the world, but. For me, I know I've still got the tools to to um, create problems, to cause <laughs> havoc. You know what I'm saying? So to cause yeah. havoc. So I'm excited. I can't wait for January to come around so I can I can get myself situated at a club, bro, and just show the world what I'm about, man. Because I'm I'm like I got that fire in my belly where I'm just just really looking forward to being out there on the pitch and, and showing the world what I'm about again. No. Definitely. And last one on Liverpool. How do you sum up your time at the club? How was your departure? It was just great to lift that Champions League trophy, bro. Do you know what I mean? And um, I put a letter out and said to the fans, like, thank the fans. Because the time, my time there was, it was there was ups and there was downs. There was, there was highs and there was lows. There were so many ups and downs and the fans were so great with me throughout the time. Um, everyone at the club, the, the, my time there was just... I was part of the family. So it was like, for a lot of the people there, it was like, oh, I've been there so long, it was like, damn, like, Studge is like leaving. It was like, mm-hmm. I said goodbye, Jurgen put a, put a, a thing out there and, and thanked me and, and called me a Liverpool great, which I was like, you know, I was like, no. It was weird because when you're young and you don't see yourself as somebody mm-hmm. who is considered like a thing, but you've been somewhere so long. And another one, you know, I had like, something I've never said to people, but I had like Mike Gordon and, and, you know, Tom Warren, I had contact with them and spoke to Mike and he was like, Daniel, like, can't thank you enough for, for everything you've done for the club. And, you know, um, we had a great relationship, me and Mike. He was somebody who, who I, um, you know, I knew his ambitions for the club more than the fans. When I saw things, what the fans would say, like, oh, you know, we want them to, to back the club and spend. And I, and I knew what he was trying to achieve. I could see, what, you know what I'm saying? So it was just like, <laughs> you guys are going to see very soon. This, you know what I mean? They're, they're, we're going to win something very soon. So to have a relationship with those guys and for them to thank me just gave me a warm feeling inside. And 
when I walk down the street today, I still see Liverpool fans and they're hailing me up and people are like, are oh, you a legend for the team? And I'm like, in my, my, I'm, I'm a humble guy, so I don't see myself like that. I'm like, he's miles off it. Or like, are oh, you a Liverpool great? And I'm thinking, I don't look at myself like that, but mm. I was there for so long, like seven years. And to bow out with that Champions League trophy in my hands was the best feeling ever. And even to go even further, to see the boys lift the Premier League when I left, gave me a crazy... I text everybody. I text the manager. I text Mike Gordon. I text everybody. I text Mike before the, the whistle even blew <laughs> at the game. You like, Mike, taking any like, chances, bro. Bro, I text... <laughs> no, I text... I text first, first messaging. <laughs> bro, <laughs> nah, bro, imagine. I text, him like, I'm, I text him like 20 minutes before the game finished and I was like, Mike, congratulations on winning the, the Premier League. And he was like, Daniel, I'm still nervous. And I'm like, Mike, we're 20 points in front. We are like... The league's sewn up. Like, mm. you don't need to worry about that. So it's just like the realisation, I suppose, of the team lifting that trophy. Even for me, as a player who played for the club and leaving the club and feeling like I've achieved something and I'm so happy that I've achieved something with the team. And to see my old teammates lift the trophy when I left and to see them be successful and create history was, was amazing. 100%. Big up, man. Um, yeah, for sure. Do you know what, Stadja? I wanted to ask you, right, going back to what we were talking about previously when you were, you know, talking about your, your Rashfords and your Sterlings and your Greenwoods and whatnot. You've previously spoken about, like, the fact that you, you always keep and have good relationships with the younger players at, at yes. you know, the club that you're at, but also other clubs. Mm-hmm. Why is that so important to you? That's a good question. Um... I feel it's important to me because I understood the power of an experienced player speaking to me and telling me, excuse me, telling me things that when a coach speaks to you, you take it in and you take it on board and what he's saying is correct, of course. But when you speak to a player who's in your shoes, who's been there and done it and been through the experiences that you're going through, I should say, it hits even home even harder than when the coach says it sometimes because the coach says it and he's your coach and you listen to him, of course, because he's the coach and he's the gaffer. He's the man who's, you know, trying to help you improve as a player. But when players say it as well, it's a different feeling. Like, I remember having conversations with, like, an Analka, for instance, and I'd ask him, like, Nico, like, why do you think that? Or, like, Lampsy, I'd be like, Lamps, what do you think of this? Or Stevie G, I'd be like, Stevie, what, what do you think of this? Like, Waza, like, I'd ask him questions just about certain things that they've been through, trials and tribulations, or Didier, how did you, do you, how do you feel when you're going through on goal? Like, or how do you take, I try to, I try to learn how to do the dipping free kick um, from Didier, but you know, still can't do it, but it is what it is. Do you know what I mean? I tried my best. Like like the best players of the last 10 to 15 years. Like, it's just mad. Oh yeah, I know, yeah, bro. Yeah, I hear hear that, I hear that, I hear Yeah, no, but I'm not even thinking, I'm not even thinking it like that, but you know when you, when like you speak to these guys and you pick their brain, Mm. you know, I wouldn't necessarily say that they're going to go out their way because everyone's different personality-wise. But I'm like a banter guy. Like, if a new player comes into Liverpool, you can ask anyone. I was the first to be bantering with them. You know, like, yo, come under my wing like I'm a banter with you. Get you to feel comfortable. You know, if you're Brazilian, I'm going to try and speak Portuguese, although I can't speak Portuguese. I'm going to try my best. <laughs> if you're French, I'm going to throw in a little bit of banter here and there. So I was always somebody who tried to make people feel comfortable. But for the young players, it's like, 
as a player, you can see their strengths and you can also see their weaknesses and you can see it's not a thing of like, I'm a centre forward, you're a centre forward. I don't want you to take my place. I'm not going to tell you. Like some guys thought like that. Like if I tell you enough, you're going to be better than me. I can't tell you all of it. I'm going to tell you a little bit, but just enough to improve, but not enough to take my spot. But for me, it was like, I'm going to tell you even though you ain't asking me. Like, I'm going to speak to you about things like, yo, you should do this different or keep doing your thing. Everything you're doing right now is lit or nah, bro, you need to get yourself in a box when you're on crosses or, you know, I speak to Joey G and be like, he's going through an injury right now. And I'd be like, Joey G, like, or, you know, don't lose the faith. Like you're a world-class player. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and I feel like the dark moments, you need people behind you aside from your family who are showing that they care. You know what I'm saying? And after park stuff, giving people praise, like, and showing them that it's not just the media who's gonna, who needs to like recognize, or it's not just the people close to them. When you see things, give them like a pat on the back and let them see, like help them through, give them the courage and give them the confidence to continue doing what they're doing. Cause when things go bad and the players start to doubt themselves and you know, they start to question themselves and things. I feel like senior players are vitally important at that point in time as well, because they've been there I've had times when I've had bad press and I've come out on the other side and smelt of roses and for some players they may never see the light at the end of the tunnel you know what I mean they may never see like I can still become who I want to become you know what I'm saying like Greenwood Greenwood's going to go on to be one of the best centre forwards that ever played for England do you know what I'm saying but at the moment he may think oh like I'm not I'm you know people are questioning me but yeah. This will be here today and gone tomorrow. And he'll go on to be one of the best players to play in one of the best strikers. I, in my opinion, one of the best strikers to play in the Premier League. He'll go down of scoring loads of goals, getting loads of assists, and it'll all be forgotten. So it's, it's down to the senior players to give kids advice, to give them a pat on the back when they're doing well. And to put them in line too, when they're messing up, put them in line and say, bro, what are you, like, what are you doing? Like, fix up, bro. This is not how a top player should be acting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not how a top player should be acting. Fix up. So, it's, it's down to players. Hendo does a great job of that as well. So, special mention to Hendo as well. Yeah, so Daniel, um, you mentioned Mason Greenwood. And there's going to be a lot of young players listening into this podcast. Like, what's three pieces of advice that you would give maybe someone starting up in the game or a young pro that might be having a bad time of like social media, you know, bad performances and things around them going wrong. Like, what would you say to them? I'd say the first thing is don't pay attention to your, your comments on your Instagram and your Twitter and don't like, you know, I wouldn't say it's, it's beneficial for you to do that. Like it, distractions you don't need them like instagram and these things are a good distraction sometimes but they're also a bad distraction do you know what i mean you can't pay attention to to the outside noise it's all outside noise it's about focusing and locking in on what matters most which is what's going to make you be a better player you know do you need to do more hours on the on the training pitch after training when the team is finished do you need to go in the gym more are you weak are you not a strong player do you need to go in the gym do you need to build up more um, assess your game like understand like it's not always going to be good you're going to go through blips where you may not score for 10 games 
and you're thinking, have I still got it? Or whatever. It's like, or you may be a defender who you're getting twisted every week and you're getting questioned by people saying, he's miles off it. And you're thinking, have I still got it? Or whatever. Do you know what I mean? And it's about finding things which are going to remind you of who you are. Like, watch yourself, watch your highs, watch your moments which make you realize, like, I did that before. I can do it again. That was that is me. It wasn't just me, it is me. Like I am that still that person. I'm still that guy. So don't lose faith in yourself. Um I think the way in which you live your life, you know, of course, we're not gonna live we're we're not living in a fantasy world. There's fruits to the labor, you know, there's there's a lot of things that come with, with this life. And I think it's about avoiding the pitfalls of this life. You know, the, the nightlife vibes, the if you're a young player coming up, you know, focus yourself, the, the women, you know, and all those types of things, they'll be there forever. That was one thing my granddad always used to say, women will be there forever. Like, focus on being the best you can be. Like, don't worry about, you know, the nightlife and being with, with the ladies and all these types of things. It's always going to be there. Do you know what I'm saying? Settle yourself down. Focus yourself on, on what it is you need to do. Um, I'm not saying you can't have a blowout every now and again, but doing it every week, you know, every weekend, like I'm at it. Like you don't need to be doing that. It's not good for your body moving forward. It's not just it's not good for you. And um, I just say, know what you want to aspire to be and have a plan for how you, how you want to get there. You know, as a player, sometimes you don't, um, you don't look at, how am I going to get to my destination? Like, all right, let me create myself a year plan for this season. Like, I want these are my things I want to achieve. I want to maybe score 10 goals. You know, I want to score two headers because I don't score headers usually. So I'm going to add two headers to the list because that's something I want to achieve. You look back at it at the end of the season and see what's got a tick next to it. What did I achieve? What did I not achieve? Okay, next season, I've set myself some more targets. Set myself some more targets. Before you know, you're rolling through these things and you're starting to achieve certain things. Have yourself, you know, a five-year plan where on the fifth year, have you achieved those things that you assumed you, you could achieve prior to that? And how do you plan on getting there? Do you need to do training with on your weaker foot? Do you need to become stronger? Do you need to, to work on your body um, to ensure you stay healthy and, and those types of things? Whatever it is you need to do. I'm a type of guy where I've had injuries, but I did everything I could do to be fit. Do you know what I mean? I did everything I could do. I did had my own physios as well as the club physios. I did countless hours of, of gym work, everything. I did everything I could do. So I can look back and say, in, my, pre, in my, my career prior to now, I did everything I could do to be the best I could be. And moving forward, right now, putting in the hours, you know, gym, uh, physio, pitch work, recovery, the whole nine. To be the best, you have to live like the best. You can't just think you're going to be the best. In order to get there, you have to, you know, live like you're the best. Assess the best in basketball. Assess the best NFL players. Assess the best sportsmen of generations prior and now. What are they doing? What's LeBron James doing that I'm not doing? You know, why is Tom Brady playing till he's 42? What's he doing? How can I play till I'm, you know... 39, like a Ibrahimovic, you know, what's he doing? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what are these guys doing to get them? They're not just 
physical specimens. They're not just, um, it's not just God given. They've done the work as well. And regardless of your talents, if you don't do the work, you'll never fulfill what you were to become. Definitely. And we saw a great example with Michael Jordan's documentary, The Last Dance. Which oh, my was God, bro. Absolutely elite. Best what did you guys what, ever what did you, you, think, you think it's the best you've ever yeah, seen? Yeah, man. That yeah, was yeah. 100%. Are, 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 are there any, got a question for you guys. Are there any other sports documentaries which you would say you've seen that stuck out in your memory to say that inspired me or, you know, what inspires you guys? Because you, you're on, you got this podcast right now, which is an unbelievable platform. And as I said, you guys are doing an amazing job. But what inspires you guys to, to what has inspired you to be able to do this? Do you know what I mean? Because you're doing something special and you must have seen documentaries like that and thought, wow, like that's inspired me to be great. I think it's a lot of people like yourself, Raheem Sterling's. Marcus Rashford, when we see you guys performing week in, week out, delivering for England, coming from nothing to be world-class players, we're inspired. We mm. don't know you guys, mm. but we're thinking, you know what, whatever we do, we need to do it to the best of our ability. So it all mm. works as like a domino effect. And just making change, like in the media, like we see players, you know, after games, giving that same old answer we feel yeah. that we can create like a safe haven for athletes mm-hmm. like yourself to come mm-hmm. on and be their authentic selves and yeah. i think there's a power in that you know there mm-hmm. is there is but we 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 i i think the players appreciate guys like yourselves do you know what i mean because to come on here and have banter and to talk about things and to to open up i think it is important as well because there were times in my career where I wouldn't, maybe I didn't speak to the media and you don't want to open up and talk all the time and have constant things. You know, there are the, the stereotypical answers, you know, after a game. And I think players are taught as well. Like this is, these are the things that you should be saying and things you shouldn't be saying. Um, so I think platforms like this allow the fans to see a different, different aspect, a different view on like the players. And I think going back to the last dance, we never saw stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, we never saw Michael Jordan bantering his teammate because he was miles off it. But getting the best out of him, like, by saying, like, oh, you know, you ain't good and all these types of things, badgering him, but get building him up to that moment when he needed him. Do you know what I mean? Like, mad stuff mm. thinking. Like, whoa, like, that is insane. So, for me, that was it. The Senna documentary was fire. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and Senator, the um, F1 yeah, driver. F1 yeah. driver. Yeah. That one was that one was mind boggling. Um, trying to think who else there was that I've seen. Even like Fernando Torres has one that came out recently, actually on Amazon. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. Okay, I haven't seen that. El Nino, I believe. Yeah. 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 Okay. El El, Ni- El Nino. <laughs> <laughs> what a play- What a what a player, by what the way, at Liverpool, mate. Top striker, man. Bad boy, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> Different levels. Oh Him and Gerard you, that Let me mad... ask you guys. Let me ask you guys a question because I, I don't even know if people have asked you. Okay, let me ask you guys a question. <laughs> Which players, because obviously there was a debate. I saw a debate in my group chat and they were saying, is Virgil up there as a centre-half in um, top five Premier League or top ten or whatever it may be? And the banter in the group chat. I want to hear you guys' perspective on that. Do you believe Verge is up there um, as one of the top five? Or is he number one? Is he top five? Is he top ten? 
where do you guys see Verge? Oh, it's a difficult debate. I mean, different eras. Some people say the game panders more towards attackers now. Mm-hmm. You know, so but I think Virgil, when you look at his game, he's got everything. He's got the speed, the height, the strength, the technical ability. He can play. You know, whereas defenders every time Dutt hears someone about Liverpool, he just starts <laughs> smiling. <laughs> hey, yo, every single time, bro. I peek. I, listen, I peek to my right just to see his facial expression, and I could. I was gonna start laughing straight away. So like, that's why you, really you, know, you know what's mad It's because what this team have managed to do in a two-year period, I'm forever grateful to all of them. Did you believe it could happen? No. No. What, the Premier League? Yeah, I said if, if Jurgen Klopp can't win the Premier League for Liverpool, no one can. And that's what I said from the very day one. And for him to do it, unbelievable. Yeah, he just cements himself as, you know, he's the GOAT. He's going to go up there in the folklore of the greatest managers ever to manage Liverpool. And, um, you know. Budge is down there as an do, Arsenal fan. Do you know what? Do you know what, Stadia? So, I think if you're talking about attributes, mm-hmm. right, Aerial ability, strength, power, tackling, anticipation, those kind of things, right? You can match Virgil against the the the, the all-time greats from that standpoint, mm-hmm. right? right? However, I think it's too premature to, to put him in that top five of all time because we've now got to see the accolades match up, right? Yeah. You're talking to guys that have won back-to-back Premier Leagues, Champions League, they've, they've done it over a longer period of time, right? Mm-hmm. You're talking about people that were playing at the top gate, uh, at the top level, for years, year after year after year, right? Mm-hmm. Verge has been doing it at the top level for, let's say, what, two, three years, right? Yeah. So we need, we, need, we, need to, we need a bit more of a, 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 a longer period of time before we can mm-hmm. categorically say 100% he's top five. But you know what? On this question, I want to flip it on you now, Stud. And I want to ask you. <laughs> We're flipping it on each you, other. You've, flip the you've, flip. You've, you've, you've been there and done it. You've played in the Premier League against some of the all-time greats. Yeah. So your view, in terms of the defenders that you've played against, who, mm-hmm. what's your top five? Who are the most difficult defenders you've come up oh, with? Oh, see, I've never had this question, as in to say my top five defenders. They've always asked me, like, who's the one? Or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. In the Prem... Um, Verge has to be in there because I've I've had some games against him where he's got the better of me, and I've had some games where I've got the better of him and I've just twisted him up. And, but he's he's had he's had a I've, I'd say there's gonna be guys that will watch this podcast, so don't call me out, yeah, because obviously <laughs> don't call me out, lads, because obviously I'm just giving my opinion. Um, I don't want no messages from nobody either. Um, <laughs> I'd say Verge has to be up there just because I feel, you know, I'm not basing my judgments, right, off of what they've achieved. Because if I do that, then I've got to put, I have to put guys in there because they've won seven Premier Leagues or whatever it may be. I'm going off of who I played against personally, my specific era. Although I came up against the Rios and guys like that, I wouldn't necessarily say I played against them in their prime you know what I mean? Whereas they faced guys in their primes and I was a young player coming up who I wasn't in my prime. So they didn't face the best version of me and vice versa. 
So who I've played against, I'd say Verge was up there. Chrissy Smalling, I've this obviously goes down that I've always said Chrissy Smalling. Just too big, too strong, fast, knew my style, played with me at England. <laughs> I'd do a step over, he'd know where Studge is going. The only way I could get past Chrissy was doing a one-two, and I knew that, and I, and I did it. That's how I got past him, one-two. Because if you try and go past him, he's just too strong and too big, bro. Um, so Chrissy goes in there. Um, I'd say... You know, it was really good. Um, saying that, I played against Ledley King a few times. Ooh. And um, I remember there was this time when, obviously, people were saying Ledley was rapid, right? But I was feeling myself. So I was like, no, I'm not going to run in him. <laughs> so I've knocked it. I've knocked, I've knocked it and thought, I'm, I'm gone. And obviously, he's caught up in, in slide tackled me and I've face planted into the dirt. So um, that taught me a lesson. Uh, <laughs> taught me a lesson, simple as that. So, so Ledley goes in there. I think the way JT reads the game, and although I trained with JT every day, I'd say I have to put JT from the training perspective. I trained against him every day. And <clears throat> training is different to games in that you can train against somebody and um, the feeling in training is that, you know, you don't go as hot. I watched him play against other players too. And when I trained against him, I felt as if the way he read the game was different. Of course, I'm a skillful player, so I'm going to get the better of guys anyway. It's just the nature of it. Like, I'm going to get the better of them and they're going to get the better of me because I'm a skillful player. But I felt as if the way he read the game was great. Um, and in all honesty, I'd say... It's a tough one because there's probably more honourable mentions, so I couldn't say just five. Vincent Company, different, different, special. So Vincent has to go in there. Just he had everything, man, and still, you know, he just had everything. Just, just different, bro. Heading, tackling, pace, passing, the lot. Um, he'd have to has to go in there. Even people like Vertonghen, baller. You know what I mean? Dayan Lovren. Dayan at, at Southampton before he came to Liverpool had me up. And I was vexed. That's why he signed <laughs> for Liverpool. <laughs> they signed him because he had me up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Had me in his back pocket that one that game. And I was thinking, wow, like, I'm doing everything. I think they got a clean sheet. I'm doing everything. And Dej had me up that game. He just had me up. Like, they, they beat us um, at their place at St. Mary's. Um, but obviously I've, I've forgot loads of players too there's a, there's a load of guys who I knew I didn't like playing against just based off, off their physical their physical nature nicking at the ankles like off the ball stuff stuff that I've had guys pinch me in my back <laughs> like random stuff bro like where you're thinking people wouldn't do that pinching you stepping on your toe making out like the walking but the Stepping on your toe, I'm like <laughs> thinking, like you know what I mean, like walking past and stepping on your toe. You're in the box. Oh, sorry, sorry, like yeah, so, like loads of stuff. So I'd say there's a lot of guys in the Premier League that I, I haven't mentioned that I know that they did get the better of me. Gary Cahill, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Guys like that where I'd say he got the better of me sometimes. I had, I had my obviously I had my fair share of days, but these guys, I know it's a long-winded answer. But I have to give these guys their shine, bro, because a lot of players out there, they don't get, you know what I mean? They don't get the respect they deserve as players. So that's why it's a long-winded answer to give these guys um, 
and there's a lot of young guys coming up too. Uh, you know, training against Joe Gomez when I, when I was at Liverpool, I was thinking, okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not trying to trying to trying to trying to twist you up. All right, cool. You're strong. All right, fast. all right, cool. You're yeah, fast. you're fast. Yeah, you're fast. All right, cool. Yeah, not afraid to be dirty. All right, cool, cool, cool. You got it all. All right, fair play. I still got my day. I still have my days. So I have my days, but you know what I mean. You look at them and you think, yeah, he's next. He's gonna be in that class. You can see it. He's gonna be in that class down the line. Um, so excited for the for the new generation of players, but. You know the guys which which I mentioned. I think those are the ones for me in the Premier League that I've I've played against and and um, had a hard time. Even just scrolling back to your time at like Chelsea, you seem to have a good relationship with AVB. He's a manager mm. that's gone on to manage Marseille. Like, how was he when he came into Chelsea in getting the best out of you? He was unbelievable, man. He's just a great coach and somebody who um, understood like how to get the best out of young players. And I really loved, I loved working for him. Um, he played me on the right and he, he had Hulk playing um, with him um, prior to, to coming to, to mm. Chelsea. So he was like, yeah, Hulk was like this at Porto and boom, boom, boom. And he kind of like wanted me to kind of be his version of Hulk. I was left footed playing on the right wing. Um, and I managed to be successful, scored some goals and got assists and, um, you know, unfortunately, he 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 was um, sacked, but he was just a coach who who I really loved playing for, and just had success and learned so much from him as well. Um, you can learn a lot from him as a as a player. And, you know, the young players at Marseille now who are working with him, I'm sure they're enjoying playing with him, his tactical style and how he goes about his business. So, salute to him um, and and everything that he's done in in the game as a manager. Um, why do you think it didn't quite work out for him at Chelsea? Um, I just think he, you know, the, the senior players at the club, uh, he probably rubbed them up the wrong way a little bit. And I think he was a young manager at the time. I mean, funnily enough, he was probably the same age as some of them, which is mad to say. But, you know, he was, the, the players were all experienced and he... Um, just so happened to be a young manager too. So there was a couple of players that were older than him. Do you know what I mean? So I think for them as well, you know, if they worked with AVB prior to him becoming the manager, they worked with him with Jose Mourinho. So he was the video analyst at the time. Um, and, you know, did things in the back room. So they knew him prior to that as well. And I think when someone grows to become something special and now you've got to respect them as the manager, it's probably a transitional phase as well. So that period of someone being very hard and being, you know, these are my decisions and this is how I'm going to work and this is how I'm doing my things and buy into my thing. It was probably a little bit difficult for, for people to just like buy into it straight away because some people may have saw him just as AVB, the, the video an analyst, and like, you know, not like respected his, his attributes of everything he achieved. And I think when you're hard on, your, on older players, like instantly, like, you know, benching players and things like that, Sometimes it, um, sometimes it, it can be detrimental. But for me, I just think for me, I think he was great and he was unbelievable for me. But it unfortunately, didn't work out from there. But he's gone on to have so much success that we, you know, I wouldn't deem it as a failure. We still won the Champions League. Do you know what I mean? And he was part of that. He got us out of the group. He, you know, we got out of the group with him as the coach. We played the first leg with him as the coach and obviously we didn't perform as well. 
but I think he's a great manager, bro. Do you know what I mean? I think he, he, he deserves a lot more respect than he gets, I'd say. And Studge, final one from me on your playing career. But in my opinion, I think this was probably your biggest individual moment to date. And that was that, you know, last minute winner, Euro 2016, Wales. Uh, yeah, man. Come on, bro. <laughs> That was insane. (laughs) Come on, bro. I'm with you on that. You know why? You know why? You know why that was crazy to me? Because I scored in the World Cup, obviously, you know, playing for England and stuff. But we weren't gone out of the group at that point. If if Wales won, they would have had six points. We'd have had none. I think we'd have had one, sorry, because we we withdrew with Russia. So we'd have had one point going into, into the last game and we'd have probably been out, basically. So I knew, I came on at half-time and I was thinking, got to make something happen again. You know, coming on, thinking, got to make something happen. And when I like, again, it was one of those moments when I looked back at it, I didn't realise the things I was doing. And Delhi played a great part in it. He did a back heel and got the ball back to me. It's a piece of individual brilliance from him, which people don't really talk about. Um but that piece of individual brilliance from, from Delhi allowed me to even get to the position of scoring. Um, but I remember just, I slowed the game down quite a bit and I was on the edge of the box, like kind of tapping it with the outside of my left foot, like <laughs> prodding and prodding a little bit. And then I just sped up. And it was one of those moments of like explosion where it was like, okay, cool, I'm moving now and I'm creating something and I hope he's on my vibe. He's on the same wavelength as me. And Delhi was on the same wavelength. And it just so happened, I poked it in with my right foot. I don't even think the keeper thought I was going to shoot. And um, when you see the videos back and like, everyone sprint, everyone, you see everyone running down the line, bro. Like, everyone sprinting down the line. You see Gary Neville going crazy. Like, the players are going mad. I'm watching videos. The pubs, there's beers going everywhere. There's, there's blooming. Like, it's just, it was madness. And then like, when you're abroad, you don't feel the moment as such. Mm. But back home, it was just a different... I know that people had a good night that night. But that, that moment for me as a player, when I felt that goal, ball go in the back of the net, it was like a sense of like huge pride, do you know what I mean? To be able to win such a... It was a big rivalry game for us as well. Local, local derby, you may as well say, in that they were you know one of the closest countries to us. So if we'd have lost that game or drew that game, it, it would have gone down in history. So when we won that game, it was like a moment of just like, wow, like, yeah, we've done it, lads. You know what I mean? We've, we've won this game. We've got a big game coming up against, I think we played Slovakia after that. And then, um, but we knew once we got those three points, we pretty much, we had a great chance of going through. So, um, yeah, that was, that was a great moment, man. And, and one, as obviously international career. There were some great moments in my football career, obviously scored goals in finals and things like that. Mm. But that moment for the nation and the vibe was just crazy, bro. No, dope memories, bro. Like, yeah, Dan, I want to ask you about like, your interest outside of football. When people see footballers, they just think, yeah, he's a footballer, train, go home, play your matches, mm-hmm. go home. Mm-hmm. But we've realised there's a lot more depth to a lot of professional footballers. So, like, what's Absolutely. your hobbies outside of the game? Outside of the game, I mean, I have my record label. I have, you know, um, artists who I work with and, and 
you know, we go home, we probably get, put it like this, as footballers, you go home, probably get home about two o'clock, maybe. You have more hours in the day at home than you do at work. And the misconception is that, you know, the only thing you should do is play football. Like, why are you doing other stuff? But, I mean, I've got home from the gym today. I've done my stuff. I've done my work. I've done my football stuff on the training pitch. I've got home. It's two o'clock. Um, and it's like, okay, I've now got another seven, eight, nine hours before I'm going to be asleep. What? How do I manage my day? So it's like, yes, I'm going to recover. But I need something to mentally keep me going. Like, to be consumed by the game in that all you do is think about football, you need that rest by you need something else to spark your interest so that you're intrigued by stuff. So for me, it's the music stuff. Um, I read, I do look in, and do um, VC funds. So I'll look and do some sort of have a view and see kind of like what's going on out there in the investment world. What's going on out there in the investment game? What things can I get involved in? What companies are doing well? Um, and pretty much, bro, to be honest, you know, I'll, I'll sit on the couch, I'll watch my, my, my shows, you know what I mean? I'll get into my, my little box sets, you know, obviously nowadays you yeah. have box sets, but I've actually got box sets at home. Yeah. Um, but you know, nowadays it's streaming. So I'll stream my little, my little, um, my little shows here and there, you know what I'm saying? I'm <laughs> and watch. I used to play the PlayStation, I'm not really into that anymore. Um, because I just feel like that is one that you're concentrating so long on the game and you and time gets away from you and you're like, oh shoot, it's like, it's late. So um, I don't really play the PlayStation or the Xbox as much as I used to, but um, I still, I still get into, you know, little bits here and there. If guys want to try and call me out, I'll have a bit, you know, Call of Duty, I'll have a bit, you know what I mean? Warzone vibes, I'll have a little bit, but um, I try and use my time. And now obviously I've got a child, so, Life's different now, bro. Yeah. Times have changed, Dutch. <laughs> the time you had, you now don't have anymore. You have to worry about your child. So um, I'll have my daughter with me and we'll, you know, I have her on my chest, try to put her to sleep and all those types of things. So, you know, I'm a family man now. You know what I mean? Like I, I have to, it, you know, it's, it's saying it in a bantery way, but that's my reality. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's, mm. it's, like I said before, it's bigger than me. It's about my family. It's about, my future, our future, how we can progress as a family. Um, and, you know, I see the Arsene Wenger book in the background, so I see you read. Yeah, there, read I see, you know what I'm saying? Book. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. So hopefully one day you'll be reading mine. I, I'm going to have one oh, for man. sure. I got, I've got oh, to yeah, write man. one. Yeah, man. I've got to. I've got Send to us a signed copy as well, bro. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, oh, as I said, you know, I'd definitely like to, to, um, to collaborate with you guys. we got to do some more content together, man, because this can't be, definitely can't be the last the last vibe we have together. You know what I'm saying? 100%. Connect again, for sure. 100%. You know what, um, Sturge, before before we let you go, I've got to ask you this question because I know you're a man who um, who likes his fashion and you're a man that likes his music, right? Drip, drip, and, drip. And, and this came <laughs> to mind, yeah? So, so you know, you know um, what's it called? Like, recently, Spot came out with um, their, your two, 2020 rap. So it would, like... Yeah. Show you all the artists you've been listening to, your top music, top uh, tunes, so on and so forth. So, part A of this question is: What's on your 2020 wrapped? Like, who are your top uh, three to five artists? Who are your 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 best and most played tunes? That's the that's part A of the question. Part B of the question is: If you're going on a date night now with the missus, 
You're stepping yeah. out. There's somewhere yeah. nice in, looking in, in clean, LA. Though. Looking clean. Yeah, looking tidy, looking clean. Come on, you know. Yeah. What is your, your choice of shoe or trainer? What's, what are you stepping out in, basically? All right. so, so the 2020 um, music, um, I have Anderson 100s on there. He's an artist from Birmingham. Um, who I who I've worked with, so he's obviously on the list because I listen to his music all the time. Um, I think Gonna was on there, rapper. Yeah, Gonna was on there. Hard, um, yeah, I listened to Gonna quite a lot. Hard, um, yeah. I mean, to be honest, there was a lot of like R and B stuff though, too. Like the P and D album, Party Next Door album. I played that yeah. a lot. Yeah. Like. Do you know what I mean? Pine Next Door is one of my favourite artists, so I played his music a lot. The Weekend yeah. album, I played that a lot too. Um, you know, I'm surprised he didn't get nominated for a Grammy, but, the, you know, let's not get go down that rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's not go down that rabbit hole. He deserved a Grammy. He had the best album probably of the year. He deserved an, um, at least one nomination. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Um who else is on there? I listen to Heady One quite a lot, bro. Come on, mm, be honest. Yeah, listen to Heady yeah. One quite a lot. Cold, he's cold, um, he's cold. Yeah, Heady One. Yeah. Heady One's Heady One's probably the one that the guy in the UK, especially in the drill scene, probably the one guy yeah, that I'd yeah. say I listen to the most. Hundred percent. Um, so Heady One, Heady One would, you know, he's on there for certain. Um, in regards to um, the trainer, that's a good. That's a good question because. It depends on what I'm rocking. You know, mm. I could be, it could be anything from a, a Nike Off-White uh, collab, yeah. you know, put on an old, maybe like the Air Force version of that, the white joint. You know, I yeah, love those, yeah, or, you know, yeah, all the, yeah, all the vapor, yeah, yeah. All the, you know, all the, all the vapor max, maybe put the vapor max Off-Whites on. Um, They're cold. It could range from that, it could range from that to going to, you know, the thing is for me is I'm not into the whole bait thing. Like, cool, like, you know, you can you can rock a one-off Louis Vuitton, right? Mm, yeah. A one-off vibe. I don't like Le Boutons. That's not my flex. Mm. It's not mm. really me. I think the the two loud. too loud, too loud, too loud, too loud, man. So I don't really mess with those. But the Dior's. What about the Dior's? What do you think cold. about the Dior's? Those are cold. What the runners? The runners? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not really messing with them, bro. Is it? Okay. Not, you know what the thing? You know the thing is. You know the thing I really get. I find hard to do, hard to justify, is I I would much prefer to to get to do streetwear vibes and okay. have something that then like buy a Dior for like six fifty seven hundred and like you know every Tom Dick and Harry who has six seven hundred can buy that shoe. <laughs> yeah. And then you're, but you're but we're all wearing expensive drip, but it's like. <laughs> We're all wearing Dior, and it's like, why are we all wearing like seven hundred pound <laughs> trainers when, you know, I can buy a, a Nike off white, and if I'm lucky, I can get in and I can get you know the cost price for like a hundred, or you can get a collaboration that another mm -hmm. brand Adidas may do, or a collaboration that Puma may do, or whatever it may be, or a Supreme collab, or a, a, a yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you know, or a Palace collab, or something along those lines. It's more like, unique, isn't it? It's more unique. Like it's more unique. And nowadays, there's so many brands coming up, bro. I'm not even going to put mm. you on games. I don't want guys to take my drip. 
So I don't want you. <laughs> so you see, like you know, right now I'm dressed casual. I got a nice little tracksuit and little zip up, zip up vibe. Come I'm not on. gonna plug anybody, bro. I'm not. <laughs> so if you wanna, if you wanna collab with me, DM me. You know my my handle. If you don't know my handle, it's Daniel Sturridge. Come on. Pick me up. <laughs> work together. You feel me? But I'm not gonna plug anybody for free. Come on, ah. set, set for the beautiful game podcast, bro. But this, but this right here, though, mm. this right here is bigger than me, it's bigger than any player. It's for the culture, it's for mm. the young players coming up, it's for 100%. the fans out there, the young fans, it's for all of the fans around the world who want to hear real conversations and to have a talk with people about what they're doing and where they are in their life. You know, as I said, for me. I'm at a stage in my life where I'm hungry and determined to be the best person I can be, the best footballer I can be until the curtain closes. I got a lot more to give and a long way to go in my career before it's finished. So I'm determined. And for guys like yourselves on the Beautiful Game podcast who are pushing yourselves to get to a stage now where you're at 100 episodes. And I'm so proud of you guys to say, yo, these brothers have put the work in and stayed dedicated you know, to, to get to this milestone of 100 episodes, you know what I'm saying? There's another 100 after this and another 100 after this. And we, you know, That's we look it. forward to it. As a fan of the podcast, I look forward to the future too. Oh, you know what I mean? I love, to see bro. Your love, careers man. go to the next level, man. So I'm, I'm proud of you, proud of you guys, proud of you brothers for, for everything you've achieved. You've inspired me, you know, to want to get into this podcast game. So maybe one day on my show, I'll have you three as a guest. Yeah, yeah come on. We're there, we're there, bro. I'm going I'm to grill you just like you grilled me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, start, no, I love that. Yeah, man. It's been, it's been a pleasure, It's been a man. pleasure, bro, man. man. You've oh, been man. open, you've been away, transparent. Man, like, the time's just defeated us, but love, bro. Bro, I, I thank you guys, as I said, for, for giving me this opportunity as well, you know? And um, I just... Can't wait to, to see where you guys go in in your future and in your career as guys in this podcast game because, you know, it's such a fresh and new industry that the, the sky's the limit for you. So I wish you all the best on the journey, man, and I, I can't wait to see what's up next. No, it's Love, love, man. love, love every That's time, much man. Love, bro. I think, yeah, I, I think we can we can leave it there. Nothing yeah. else needs to be said, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean? bro. But as I said, man, much love, bro. Much love for real. Peace. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.